Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in New York. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. Today we're bringing you a story about tech and retail. E-commerce giants like Amazon continue to put pressure on brick-and-mortar stores. Those traditional retailers now face increasing scrutiny from Wall Street. Despite the rise of e-commerce, an estimated 85% of shopping in the U.S. is still done in person. And today, brick-and-mortar retail is turning to interactive technology to modernize the shopping experience. The FT's Jennifer Siegel reports. When Frederick August Otto Schwarz founded what is now America's oldest toy retailer, he envisioned a store that was all about experience. Creating a theatrical experience to showcase merchandise in a way that would really bring it to life. And it's amazing because when I look at that quote, I'm like, wow, that's exactly what we're doing today. That's Anthony D'Ambrosio, and he's worked at FAO Schwarz in one form or another since 1998. I'm senior manager of fun. No, actually, that's what I'm trying to get my title changed to. I'm actually senior manager of experiences. I spoke to him inside FAO's newly reopened storefront in New York City's Rockefeller Center. The retailer has long been an institution on Manhattan's Fifth Avenue. It used to occupy 64,000 square feet in the General Motors building just a few blocks away. Toys R Us bought FAO in 2009, and in 2015, the struggling retailer closed FAO's flagship store. Then a year later, its fate was reversed. A private equity group called 360 Group bought FAO in 2016. It reopened its stores late last year, just in time for Christmas. Its new space is about a third of the size as the original Fifth Avenue store, but it features many of the same whimsical elements as the original, including the famous floor piano, which helped put FAO on the map back when Tom Hanks' character played chopsticks on it in the 1988 film Big. FAO's floor piano was an early iteration of in-store technology. This was long before touchscreens and other techie gadgets showed up in brick-and-mortar stores. But now, the floor piano is actually controlled using iOS technology. You can still go and dance on the piano just like you did before, but now we can take an iPad and we can control the instrument that's playing on the piano. We can control the volume on the piano. We can put demos on the piano right from a mobile device. That's Red Rodriguez, FAO's Director of Operations. He said that when designing the new store, FAO kept close to its original vision, providing in-store experiences. From there, they came up with ways to implement technology. One of the in-store experiences that now utilizes tech is the FAO Raceway. How you doing, Mitch? Welcome to the FAO Raceway. You want to drive one? Four iPads line a wall across from a booth where two workers are dressed in pit crew jumpsuits. Shoppers can design their own remote control car on the iPad. The cars go for anywhere between $50 and $70, and the price is displayed in the bottom corner of the screen. I've chosen Lightning. It's my favorite one. It's kind of a muscle car. Then you pick a color. We go with black. And choose from different tires and wheels and accessories, like side pipes and decals. If I hit finish on here, then I can uh, add my name here. But, uh, you know, we'll add Jennifer here. Uh, You're going to get a muscle car. A receipt with the order spits out at the booth across from the screens, listing all the parts needed to build my car. We pay, and the pit crew starts putting it together. Is that uh, Jennifer? That's me. How about we build this car? Oh, yeah, the best part. First, we attach the car frame to the outer shell. Just going to push down so you hear it click. Very easy. Then we attach the rims to the tires and attach the tires to the frame. You want to make sure it's on properly? 
If the wheel's not on properly, the car won't drive properly. Next comes the engine. The V8 engine. Alex, can you give me a V8 engine? Oh, that's a satisfying click. <laughs> then a few final accessories, and it's done. Ooh, that's a sweet-looking car. In about 10 minutes, my custom car is ready, and I take it for a spin. Nice! And we have a new racer on the highway! After I test the car, we add some decals. You want to bend and peel? This is another piece that for kids, stickers. I mean, what kid doesn't love a sticker? We put a few lightning bolt stickers on my car before the pit crew wraps it up in gold tissue and places it in a red FAO Schwarz bag. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you for being our wrestling champion. (laughs) Whether this in-store tech will help sales, though, is still unclear. Alistair Gray covers retail and consumer industries for the FT, and I asked him to describe the current retail landscape. It's kind of a story of bifurcation. On the one hand, there is a developing crisis at um, some big-name companies epitomized by Sears recently, which only narrowly avoided um, an outright liquidation. It's not the only store that's uh, really struggling. Toys R Us was liquidated outright, and many smaller chains have either filed for Chapter 11, been liquidated, or have been forced to close many stores. On the other hand, some stores are actually doing better. The U.S. economy is in pretty good shape, and the holiday season was fine. Pretty good, in fact, for uh, retail. Shoppers wear out in force at many chains. We've only got sales numbers so far, but those sales numbers for several companies have been pretty solid. Still, he said Wall Street is worried about profit margins. There is concern among investors about the the cost of those sales, either because of investments required in, in online where returns are also higher, weighing on margins, or investments required to keep stores relevant. These retailers are having to invest considerable sums in some cases to make these stores an attractive place for people to visit. And in today's retail landscape, that means focusing on in-store experience. That's nothing new for places like FAO Schwarz. The beauty industry has also been using this strategy for years. And more and more, in-store experience includes some form of tech. Many big retailers are trying to use tech, which kind of ironically has been a source of their woes in recent years, to revive the fortunes of uh, bricks and mortar. Alistair said this strategy was especially clear at the Retail Federation's annual conference, which happened in New York earlier this month. It almost seemed that retail was uh, was almost, in some ways, a sideshow. It seemed to me more like a technology conference. Uh, all the big tech companies were there. They were all trying to pitch retail on how they can help. And for them, it's potentially quite a big opportunity. You know, still, despite the increasing share of e-commerce, the vast majority of shopping in America is still done in person, about 85%. So for tech, if they can persuade these retail companies to um, adopt their services, it could be quite big business. But implementing tech in store is just one part of a larger approach. Buzzword right now, and it has been for some time, is omni-channel. So the companies, the the legacy retailers are all trying to kind of big up their um, physical presence in combination with uh, e-commerce, investing heavily in e-commerce and trying to match the service provided by Amazon. Alistair also said it's important to distinguish between different types of technology investment, the stuff that's going on behind the scenes and has been for a while. Automated warehouses, driving efficiency improvements. Customers don't necessarily see that. Some of that back-end technology has already proven to be a good investment. But when it comes to in-store, consumer-facing technology, it'll take a bit more time to tell. It's a bit more 
questionable whether all that is going to necessarily pay off. You know, the, the worry is that people will just be going, coming into store to play around and then go home and buy the thing on Amazon anyway. Back at the store, I asked Rodriguez how FAO has adapted to the shift to e-commerce. He said they're using the omni-channel strategy that Alistair talked about. You can uh, buy online, pick up in store, or you can come to the store and have your items shipped to you. But it's really about experience and what's in the future for us is taking the experience that we have here at the store. How do we extend it to e-commerce? How to make our online experience as rich as our brick-and-mortar experience? The big question that still remains, though, is whether or not this new technology will generate a return on investment. Next month, U.S. retailers report earnings, and investors will be keeping a close eye on profitability. That was the FT's Jennifer Siegel reporting in New York. You also heard from U.S. consumer correspondent Alistair Gray. He reported the original print version of this story for the FT. You can read more at FT.com today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another news feature. In the meantime, if you're not already an FT subscriber and you'd like to discover more FT content, visit ft.com offer.